This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Shares in Alphabet, Apple and Amazon all slid after the tech giants reported weak results for the last quarter of 2022. Poor iPhone sales caused Apple's quarterly revenues to fall by 5.5% year-on-year, the first decline in more than three years. Alphabet said quarterly revenues grew by just 1% to $76 billion, undershooting expectations as digital advertisers tightened their belts. Amazon reported that net income was just $278 million, down by 98%. Meta also reported a 4.5% decline in sales, but an optimistic revenue forecast caused its shares to soar. The Pentagon is tracking a suspected Chinese spy balloon flying over parts of America. Officials decided against shooting it down because of fears of falling debris. The balloon was first spotted in the northern state of Montana. The incident will heighten tensions between America and China. Anthony Blinken, America's Secretary of State, is expected to visit Beijing next week. Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission, arrived in Kyiv for meetings with Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, about his country's EU accession bid. European officials will also discuss imposing new sanctions on Russia. Meanwhile, on a visit to Volgograd, formerly Stalingrad, scene of a desperate Russian victory against the Nazis 80 years ago, Vladimir Putin promised to again repel German tanks in Ukraine. The Chinese government announced that all border restrictions between mainland China and Hong Kong will be removed from Monday. Travel between the two had been restricted severely for years in an attempt to keep COVID-19 at bay. Mainlanders had previously made up nearly 80% of Hong Kong's tourists. The recession-hit territory also announced plans to give away 500,000 flights to kickstart its recovery. Pope Francis addressed bishops in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where about half the population is Catholic, on the last day of his visit to the country. On Wednesday, Pope Francis celebrated Mass in Kinshasa, the capital, with about a million attendees. His next stop is war-ravaged South Sudan, where it is hoped that the pontiff can encourage peace negotiations. A Brazilian senator alleged that Jair Bolsonaro was present at a meeting to discuss overturning his defeat in the presidential election last year. Marcos Doval said he was invited to a meeting in December with Mr. Bolsonaro and others at which he was asked to obtain an incriminating statement from the head of the electoral court. A Bolsonarista insurrection in January failed to halt the inauguration of President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. Bobby from Portugal claimed the title of the world's oldest dog after reaching the venerable age of 30, according to Guinness World Records. His breed, a purebred Refero do Alentejo, usually lives for around 12 to 14 years. Bobby's long life was very nearly cut short. His owners intended to put him down as a puppy, but he escaped. Correction In Wednesday's edition, we mistakenly said that Tom Brady had won Best Player of the Season 15 times. Mr. Brady has been chosen for the Pro Bowl game, which features the Best Players of the Season 15 times, but has only been crowned Best Player three times. Sorry. And fact of the day. 45.3%. The percentage of the world's population that live in a democracy of some sort. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. 
Tempering Ukraine's EU Aspirations Ukraine's desire to join the EU lies at the heart of its conflict with Russia, which invaded last year to stop the country's turn to the West. On Friday in Kiev, the bloc's leaders will hold a summit with Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president. Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, Charles Michel, president of the European Council, will trumpet the EU's massive financial support to Ukraine and confirm that its candidacy is progressing, but they will also dampen hopes of how quickly it can join. Ukraine's Prime Minister, Denis Shimail, said this week that the country would become a member in two years. EU officials say that is wildly unrealistic. Integrating a huge, impoverished country will be a political challenge and the bloc demands Ukraine first undertake reforms, including to combat corruption. On February 1st, the country's security services raided the home of a well-known oligarch, earning plaudits from Miss von der Leyen for taking the issue of graft seriously. ASEAN's Search for Consensus Foreign ministers from the Association of Southeast Asian Nations gather in Jakarta on Friday for their quarterly talk fest. Those watching the region will see how the 10-country bloc might be influenced by Indonesia, which recently assumed the chairmanship. A representative from Timor-Leste will attend, awaiting final approval of its membership application submitted back in 2011. But the military government of Myanmar, in power since a violent coup two years ago, is banned from attending. A non-political representative from Myanmar has been invited instead. ASEAN relies on consensus, yet its menagerie of different models of government, from communist one-party states such as Vietnam to vibrant democracies, including the Philippines, make it hard for members to agree. The bloc has shown some courage in pushing back against Chinese bullying in the South China Sea, but its feeble five-point peace plan for Myanmar is languishing, ignored by the generals, hence their exclusion. Indonesia will hope to revive progress. Big Tech Eyes AI By Friday, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Meta, and Microsoft will have all reported their most recent quarterly earnings. Apart from Meta, which saw its share price soar after posting better-than-expected results, news has been generally glum. Sales growth in key markets, such as cloud computing, is slowing as customers cut back on spending. In response, America's tech giants are increasingly betting on artificial intelligence. On Wednesday, Mark Zuckerberg, the boss of Meta, talked up investments in AI in its recommendation algorithm and its advising network. Microsoft has, according to the Wall Street Journal, invested as much as $10 billion in OpenAI, the startup behind ChatGPT, a popular AI-powered tool that gives human-like responses to questions. The software giant is reportedly working on incorporating OpenAI's technology into Bing, its search engine. Alphabet, Google's parent company, recently introduced a model that generates music from text. 
It is expected to respond to Microsoft with its own AI-powered chatbot. And the vogue for AI is not restricted to Silicon Valley. Baidu, a Chinese search giant, will reportedly launch its own chatbot in March. Remaking America's Economy President Joe Biden has a plan to change America's economy. Audaciously, he has decided that the way to cope with three problems which are too hard to tackle separately is to deal with them all at once. In the past two years, Congress has passed three bills on infrastructure, semiconductor chips, and greenery that will make $2 trillion available. The idea is that with the government action, America can re-industrialize itself, bolster national security, and dramatically reduce its carbon emissions at the same time. Those goals will sometimes conflict. Protectionism will infuriate the allies that support American security if they lose vital home industries to American subsidies. The subsidies will also create inefficiencies. If green products, such as wind turbines, become more expensive, then the green transition will become costlier, too. Instead, money should go towards technologies that are not yet commercially viable, such as new types of nuclear reactors. Nevertheless, America's plan to spend $2 trillion could help save the planet. What's it like to be a donkey? The latest film by Jerzy Skolomowski, a Polish writer-director, has an unusual main character, a donkey. This unconventional casting has gone down well with critics. E.O. secured an Oscar nomination for Best International Feature Film. The film tells the story of its titular, long-eared protagonist, whose name, E.O., is a phonetic spelling of its bray. E.O. travels from a circus in Poland to Italy and is betrayed, neglected, and mistreated by humans along the way. The director takes pains not to anthropomorphize his subject, and the film reveals the world through E.O.'s eyes, at times literally with the camera positioned at the creature's sightline. What prompted the octogenarian filmmaker to work with such a proverbially obstinate beast? Mr. Skolomowski was motivated, in part, by animal welfare concerns, and his respect for animals deepened during filming, as he bonded with the donkeys in his cast. According to Mr. Skolomowski, donkeys are stubborn, but they're not stupid. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home, city, and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Friday. What menace features in the TV shows Black Summer and The Walking Dead? Thursday. What is the name for a one-wheeled passenger seat attached to a motorcycle or scooter? The winners of last week's crossword. Thank you to everyone who took part in our new weekly crossword published in the weekend edition of Espresso. 
The winners chosen at random were Brian Dalton, Washington, D.C., America. Bibusan Chapagain, Kathmandu, Nepal. Carlos Sanguiu, Madrid, Spain. They all gave the correct answers of Goldman Sachs, Guinea, Adani, and Soviet. Check back tomorrow for this week's crossword. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Gertrude Stein, who was born on this day in 1874. One does not get better, but different and older, and that is always a pleasure. That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.